the penis of a famous rocker will be displayed in the penis museum. There's one and a half billion pounds of cheese underground in Missouri. And a math teacher gives calculus lessons on Pornhub. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. Got a very special episode today. Three segments. Weird news from around the world like we do. I'm happy you're with me. Come on. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix's penis will be on display in the famous penis museum. This artifact was donated this Jimi Hendrix penis, by the late Cynthia Albritton, otherwise known as Cynthia Plaster Caster. This isn't really Jimi Hendrix's penis. It's not the real deal. It is a plaster cast of the famous guitarists. It's not the only one. Apparently there are a few cast replicas of the legendary guitarist's genitalia out there in the world. This one is going to be displayed at the Penis Museum in Iceland during a closed event at the museum, which will take place in June. I would love to go to this event to see the unveiling of the Hendrix genitalia at the famous Penis Museum. What an amazing museum this must be. I love that there's weird stuff in the world like this. It makes me pleased. Uh, Al Britton, this plaster caster lady is actually a former groupie and uh, she's gotten pretty famous for her plaster casts of iconic rock star penises this was after she discovered in her art class that she could cast anything solid that could retain its shape now some of cynthia's models include jello biafra formerly of the dead kennedys buzzcock's peach shelley Television's Richard Lloyd and MC5's Wayne Kramer. She's also casted the breasts of Stereolab's Letitia, Mekon's Sally Timms, Peaches. I don't know any of these people. Who are these? Aren't famous genitalia? Come on now. I want to hear like I don't know Keith Richards. Or like come on, these people. Jimi Hendrix. Now this is somebody. I mean, legendary guitarist. I assume legendary dong. This guy must have had an amazing dong, I assume. Come on, Jimi Hendrix's dong? You don't think it's unbelievable? I'm sure that it was and is. Now, it indicates here that Jimi Hendrix was also the plaster caster lady's very first celebrity client. And it was all downhill from there. The Jimi Hendrix cast was also considered by her her finest work. Speaking about the process, Cynthia says... Well, he was really laid back, relaxed, very quiet in the mold, although his pubes got stuck. <laughs> his pubes got, of course they did. It's plaster on your genitalia. All of our pubes are going to get stuck in there, Cynthia, I assume, unless you shave them off. Come on. Now, in a conversation with Rock Magazine 10 years ago, Cynthia reflected on the result of the casting and on which mold out of all the rock stars that modeled for her was her favorite. She says... Well, Jimi Hendrix was coming to town. He was my first real rock star that dipped his dick, and it was unbelievable. We were the groupies that got to the hotel first, and we were the only groupies in Jimi Hendrix's room that day. It wasn't our very first cast. Rather, I had tried it on a few civilians first to be ready for Jimi. He's my biggest. No, no, he's not my biggest. There are bigger-ish others, but I, I couldn't say whether or not he's my most exciting because... They're my sweet babies, and I am their mama, and I'm very democratic with all my babies. I don't like to play favorites. I love them all. The experiences were equally exciting and weird and different from each other. This lady is weird. You are weird, Cynthia. I mean, I like you. You're weird. Now, the work of Cynthia, who made the plaster casts using a dental mold-making substance called 
Algonate was immortalized in the Kiss song Plaster Caster on their 1977 album Love Gun. And there's also a documentary of the same name that chronicled her artistic legacy. She passed away on April 21st of this year at the age of 74. Um, And she's left a legacy of many plaster cast penises out there. Hey, I mean, that's like a cool thing to do with your life. Yeah. Cool thing to do with your life is to make plaster casts of genitalia of famous people. Why not? We need somebody to do this. You know, maybe someone will make a plaster cast of my penis someday. You know, the famous podcaster, Jonesy, his his penis in the penis museum in Iceland. That would be really a dream. I can say that I lived in a, a successful life if my plaster penis ends up in the penis museum in Iceland. For sure. And if you happen to be up in Iceland, anybody, I would urge you to go to the penis museum and take a selfie next to Jimi Hendrix's penis. Why wouldn't you do that? Taking selfies with your penis. Taking selfies with your penis. Taking selfies with your penis. I'm taking selfies with your penis. Oh, listen here, baby. Stop acting so crazy. Yay! One and a half billion pounds of cheese is located hundreds of feet below Missouri. A treasure trove of 1.4 billion pounds of cheese, exactly, sits a few hundred feet beneath Springfield, Missouri. It was stashed there by the United States government. Why? Well, it's a bit of a long story. The peculiar origins of government cheese, as it is known, date back to the 1970s when there was a dairy shortage. 30% inflation surge and uh, something of a gold rush for cheese by the U.S. government. President Jimmy Carter at the helm. It was decided that the only way to tackle this issue was to give America's dairy industry a financial boost. A sizable cash injection of $2 billion in federal funds worked as the dairy workers churned out as much product as they could, safe in the knowledge that any excess would be just bought up by the government and just stored underground in Missouri, of all places. Cheese was of particular interest, by the way, as it would, be, it would be better suited for storage. And by the early 80s, the government found themselves with about 227 million kilograms, which is 500 million pounds of cheese on their hands. That's a lot of constipation, guys. Hey! The great gluts of dairy were stored in more than 150 warehouses across 35 states, by the way. And it wasn't long until the press caught whiff of what is essentially a scandal. Yes. At a time when families were relying on food stamps, here sat mountains of uneaten dairy that was beginning to rot. Why wasn't the government handing out the cheese? The bitter taste left in the mouths of the American people would soon be replaced with something between Velveeta Velveeta and cheese singles as the Special Dairy Distribution Program was enacted by President Reagan. And the program shelled out 14 million kilograms, 30 million pounds of cheese to nonprofits. While the donation was mostly moldy, it was forwarded on to the hungry Americans. The solution was far from ideal, though, not just because of the cheese's questionable suitability for human consumption, but also because it began to disrupt sales for the dairy industry from whence it came. Oh, what a blunder! It was arguably a better solution than that of a USDA official who told the media, probably the cheapest and most practical thing would be just to dump this cheese into the ocean, you know? Now, instead, it became a symbol of socioeconomic status as families under financial pressure made the most of the sliceable, easily melted dairy products to make mac and cheese and grilled cheese sandwiches. 
The government finally got out of the cheese business in the 90s, but that wasn't the last of government-owned cheese. In 2016, the cheese hoarding began all over again as the government accrued over 1.4 billion pounds of surplus cheese. Once again, the stocks sit hundreds of feet below the ground in Missouri, kept in converted limestone mines known as the cheese caves. Oh, boy. Imagine finding yourself in a cheese cave. Just get down, get down down there with some crackers and a knife. That's all I need. Uh, several bottles of Cabernet as well, I would say. Now, an odd place to find a smog-like stash of dairy products, sure, but there's method to the madness as these cool and stable temperatures in the cheese caves keep the many, many cheeses nice and cool. While it might stave off rot for a little longer, the caves require maintenance and shifting the surplus product looks forecasted to be much more difficult in a country where dairy consumption is actually falling. But don't worry, guys. The government will bail you out. No one's eating cheese. We'll buy all the cheese. No one's drinking milk. We'll buy all the milk. What's going on here? No one's going to strip clubs. Don't worry. We'll buy all the boobies. That doesn't make sense. Just trying out something. The United States Department of Agriculture's eagerness to get people eating cheese was demonstrated in 2010 when a government handout was used to bail out the then-failing pizza company Domino's to keep Americans eating the cheese. Wow, why does the government want us eating cheese? Why? The consistent overproduction of the dairy industry. Yeah. Too much dairy, man. Listen, uh, you know, if you guys learn one thing from this story, don't intake too much dairy. It's not, no bueno for your body. Little bit's fine. Now, the consistent overproduction of the dairy industry driven by seasonal surges in milk and dips and purchases is driving the necessity for cheese caves. Oh, my goodness. Cheese caves all over the place. I wonder if there's one underneath my building. Um, it says here, as turning the excess product into something storable with a long shelf life is a means of reducing waste. However, it's a concerning pattern for both environmental and health out- outcomes. Why? Well, dairy farming contributes to emissions. You guys know burping cows. They belch out the potent greenhouse gas called methane. They also fart it out, too, from my understanding. And while getting food to hungry families is a worthy endeavor, the decision to promote cheese products to a population where 42% of people are obese seems short-sighted from a human health perspective. Absolutely it is. The last thing my culture needs is more cheese and pizza. I don't understand why the government just doesn't push kale on us kale so delicious and so good for you don't you just love kale oh i can't take enough kale in (laughs) i would rather have a sharp pencil in my iris than eat more kale i have to be honest with you it's the grossest thing ever it says here for now though the domestic reserve of cheese we're talking cheddar swiss and american indoors while dairy farmers continue to search for innovative ways to boost the purchase and use of cheese and it seems anything is on the table yeah well they'll try anything to push the cheese i was watching a a comedian from an entirely different part of the world recently in la and she was doing some jokes about you know some observations she had about America since she's been here and one of the jokes she talked about was how much cheese there is over here there's just cheese in everything she said why are you guys putting cheese in everything it's just everywhere (laughs) I was like oh I never really noticed that but yeah you're absolutely right there's cheese in everything over here and yet still we have this one and a half billion pound storage in the cheese caves I would love to know the address of this cheese cave I'm not gonna lie I do like me some cheese but look at me you've seen my body I can eat cheese at this point all right it's not, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I work out enough where I can eat grilled cheese sandwiches. All right. You know, you got to earn that. Earn your cheese.
Let me live inside your cheese cave. 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 Now listen here, baby. Let me have some of that cheese. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. A math teacher teaches calculus on Pornhub. A Taiwanese math teacher decided to do special things in special places. The teacher tried to attract students' attention by posting classes on the adult video website called Pornhub. And this has paid off with nearly 2 million views of the calculus lessons. People are learning calculus on Pornhub. I had no clue. I thought Pornhub was a place where you didn't go to learn anything, really. Except for maybe something about your body, you know? Chang Su is a former school teacher. Chang has gained worldwide attention by posting his calculus classes on the internet pornography website called Pornhub, which, by the way, is Canadian-owned. Yay for Canada! Just another reason to love Canada. His math page is called Play Hard, Study Hard. <laughs> this guy's hilarious! Chang, you're so funny, bro. Wow, I like this. He's got about 7,000 subscribers. He's got 271 videos, math tutorial videos, and they've raked up a total of nearly 2 million views. <laughs> Does he get paid for this as well? Is it like YouTube? You get paid per view? What a great idea. Chang told the media that he started to teach in cram schools after graduating from high school. I'm not sure what a cram school is. It sounds like a terrible place. I don't want to go to cram school. Uh, Chang is 34 years old. He said that he has 15 years of teaching experience. He previ previously opened his own cram school. Cram school? He started teaching online when the pandemic struck last year, of course. After his cram school was hit with hard times during the early stages of the pandemic, he worked with his team to build his brand. Chang Su Math Teacher. He had a focus on, focus on calculus courses, which are quite difficult in uh started brainstorming about marketing strategies. Chang said that because there are already many free calculus courses available online in Taiwan and overseas, he decided to branch out and do something special, in a place very special, in order to grab the attention of some prospective students. He decided to post content on YouTube and Twitch and Pornhub, but it was Pornhub where he achieved the most views, to his surprise. Many viewers have paid the fee to download his paid content on the site. Chang, who is fully clothed in a sweatshirt and jeans in all of his videos. Oh, he's not naked. Naked calculus. I mean, that'll really get you to pay attention, right? Chang said he has received mainly positive feedback on his videos, such as, quote, Because of the teacher's video, I have a legitimate reason to go to an adult video website. However, other people out there have complained. They're a bunch of party poopers. Here's a quote from one of these people. I didn't come to your website to watch this porn. <laughs> You're not watching porn, man. You're watching a math teacher named Chang. Are you okay? 
well, there are graphic trailers and advertisements, though, I suppose, suppose on his videos or around his videos, which will be showing you pornographic images. But come on, be an adult here, you know what I mean? Like, we all have been to Pornhub. We, we know the deal, all right? Now, you might be surprised to learn that Chang has earned a total of 7.5 million Taiwanese dollars from his videos on Pornhub. That comes to about a quarter of a million USD. It's, that's a, quite a paycheck. He said that this is also including revenue from YouTube and Twitch, though. Oh, okay. He further clarified that this sum was earned over more than one year's time. Still, that's amazing. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Chang acknowledged that his marketing strategy has indeed paid off over the past year. He said that, quote, many good things need to be well packaged. <laughs> Look at this guy filled with the puns. Um, calculus is hard, guys. You know the deal. Hey, some hardcore math he's teaching on there. All right, all right. Chang expressed the hope that the public will not reject his content because of his unusual marketing strategy. They should not at all. Look at the internet is filled with like trickery like this, you know. You package something in a in a unique way so that people will will click on it. Clickbait. Hello, it's a term. Except for in a lot of instances of clickbait, I find it to be very nefarious. This is not. All right? You know, you know what you're getting. If it was if the calculus teacher was also having sex in the video, I'd be like, "All right, this is a little over the top, okay?" You know, like he's writing on the chalkboard by while someone's going down on him. I would be like, that's inappropriate, weird, and, you know, not okay. But, like, he's just teaching courses on this. I mean, there's a lot of half-naked women on the web also doing things like this. You know, like the weather. What's that? What was that? Uh, I don't know. Some media company had, like, topless weather women or something. Like, like, or they were newscasters that are really hot ladies. Like, that stuff happens. I think we're all accustomed to it now. What about your future, Chang? Chang says that in the future, he plans to continue operating his YouTube channel and revising the content on Pornhub. Revising it to what, Chang? He says that other people will be included in future videos. Oh, boy, some of our famous porn stars might be good at calculus, apparently. He plans on eventually teaching face-to-face classes again as well. Yeah, well, It's nice to have dreams. Yeah, Taiwan's pretty locked up, man. Like This is one of the few countries that still requires you to quarantine for one week in a hotel when you arrive or a government building. So not sure Chang will be teaching in person for quite a while. And I applaud Chang for being dynamic, uh, looking outside the box, if you will, no pun intended. Uh, you have to separate yourself from the masses with anything that you're doing in media right now. If you want, to, if you want your content to get eyeballs and ears, you have to try something new. You got to come at it from another angle. And it's one of the reasons why I, I try crazy stuff on this news show. I want my news show to be different. Accents, scenes, Jimi Hendrix cover songs. Yeah. And with that. Learning math and masturbating. Learning math and masturbating. Learning math and masturbating. Learning math and masturbating. Oh, move over, Rover. <laughs> Let Jimmy take over. Yeah, I'm talking about learning calculus, baby. You know what I mean. Hey, thanks for putting up with me and the Jimi Hendrix parodies. I was like, how far can I push this? <laughs> well, we pushed it all right, as, uh, as I like to do. Thanks for joining me. Uh, there's a gazillion podcasts out there, and you, 
spent some time with me today, and I want you to know how much I appreciate that. Uh, I got a nice review on Amazon by someone with the username SMC2947. Five stars. So I'm so grateful for the five stars from SMC. The title is Vanilla Ice Florida Friday. Jonesy, this past episode of Vanilla Ice on Florida Friday was hilarious. So hilarious that it prompted me to leave this review. Give this podcast a chance, man. You will not regret it. A lot of exclamations in there, too. So thank you so much for that. That's great. I, I'm, I'm so pleased that you liked the Vanilla Ice story. I thought that episode was really, really good. I enjoyed the Florida Friday one. And uh, any story that allows me to sing some 90s hip-hop or R&B, I'm, I'm into it. It was Vanilla from the, ni- from the 90s. I have no I can't remember. I think so. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a great story, too. And it was a feel-good story, you know? It's hard to find feel-good stories in Florida. <laughs> really, it really is. I try, guys. I try. Believe you me. I try. Uh, okay, what else? Uh, I want to thank everybody who's emailed me. You know who you are. Got some lovely emails, uh, including this one by uh, O.E. Silver. O.E. Silver says... Hey, Jonesy, it's Charlie Pullman on my ladies' account. We have 22 parrots, such as macaws, cockatoos, African gray congos, and others. We daily let, them, daily let them out of their homes, cages, quote, and they joyfully climb around, ride upon us, and cruise the floor. Our three cats run like hell from them, especially the three amigos, three of our greys. I have watched them with my head down on the floor, and they remind me of motorcycle gangsters. If I were only a foot tall, I'd run like hell from them, too. That was Charles Pullman uh, on his ladies' account, O.E. Silver. So uh, shout out to Charles and O.E. I don't know if I'm saying this name right. It's an amazing name. Uh, this is obviously in relation to the story I did about the, uh, the the house cats being let out in Germany to kill the birds. And uh, This sounds like a family. You guys have 22-plus parrots and three cats. This sounds like a crazy household, but a lot of fun. I have to say, it sounds like a lot of fun. To have that many animals around. I don't know if I could live that way, but, you know, power to you. <laughs> By the way, that's got to cost a lot of bird seed, right? And all that bird poop, what are you doing with it? I hope you have a garden out back. And you just fertilize it and grow delicious parrot poop tomatoes. That'd be pretty fun. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I want to thank you all for joining me today. Um, I hope that I can be a nice distraction for you from uh, what is going on in the world at the moment. Uh, it's, it's gotten to the point now where, uh, some days I say to myself, how can I be funny in a world like this, you know, where, um, you know, just someone can just order guns, buy guns and just do what they do what they want with them. It's just, it's so very sad. Uh, you know, and the bigger picture is my country has the resources to make this place a paradise. Yes. We're a very wealthy nation. We have the resources to make this place a living paradise. If we just had the wherewithal to do it, I mean, I don't know what it's going to take to wake us up, you know. But uh, I hope it happens in my lifetime. I really do. It's uh, it's it's hard to live in the U.S. Sometimes it really is, and and it's hard to have children here. I I mean, it's just so dangerous. You know, to all my parents out there, I, I my hats off to you. I, I really don't know how you do it. I cannot. I cannot. Not in this country. Anyways, uh, please just hug your kids today, man. Just let them know how much you love them or anybody in your life, your loved ones, because it all can go away um, in one afternoon. You know, it really can. So tell the people in your life how much you love them today. 
you know, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, tell them how grateful you are to have them. And, you know, that kind of thing. I think it goes a long way. That's really all we have that we can control right now because everything else seems to be out of our control. But you can control who you tell you love and appreciate today. You know, so make sure that you do that. All right. Um, and I want you to know how much I appreciate all of you. Without, without you, you listeners, uh, you know, I have no show. So I appreciate you and, and love you all so much. And if you'd like to reach out to me, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. You can call the show as well, 646-450-2012. And uh, if you, want, you just want to call and tell me you love me, um, that'd, be, that'd be lovely to hear that. And, uh, or just tell me good luck with your life, man, which seems to be a favorite catchphrase. Uh, that would be cool as well. If you want to support the show, it's pretty easy. Just uh, go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner, or you can click on the uh, Buy Jonesy a Coffee. And uh, Okay, well... That's it for the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for, thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> Just sticking through the outro. Uh, it means a lot.